It's a privilege to stand in front of you and minister the word of the Lord again. For some reason, every time when I'm preaching, the time just goes flying. So I hope that you are ready to stay over for lunch. Because my message that I've prepared, I've prepared from, from half past nine to half past ten. So I'm not going to just quickly wrap it up everything. So I just expect someone to go quickly to check us and get something for you guys. Uh, I don't know, I don't have money, but the Lord's got the money. So someone must quickly go there. I'm just joking. As I'm sitting down, there's this thing came to me, the word of the Zul called Pega. Do you know anyone know what Pega mean? What Pega mean? Cook. Yeah, Pega, I'm sure actually I'm amazed because the ladies is the one that's picking that up. But I think Andrew is the best cook guys ever. Um, and the, as well, I consider myself as the best cook. It's just that some of the other things I don't know how to cook. But this morning, I just want to have, have that word in your mind. In this morning, we just had the cooking session happening first. You had the chopped board, you chopped the onion. You do your preparation before you cook. It will be very amazing for me if I get to your home and then you don't prepare the pot, you don't do anything, and then you just put the potatoes on top of the heat. That's not good. You do a preparation. So I want you to be in this morning with an expectation of that we are cooking something here. And with cooking something, we're not cooking something for ourselves, but we're cooking with God on the self. He's the one putting each different things. I grew up at home, I used to hate this kind of a meal. My grandmother, because we did not have much to eat, she would do potato and that is a supper. And it's easy to cook that. From Monday to Saturday. Imagine the statue that you are living on that. But whenever I remember when Sarepta came, they bring the manna. Um, in manna, there's a little bit taste of meat. Ah! Thank you, Jesus. And when you put in things in the one pot, take God as the pot. You put the onion, you put the oil, you put whatever, depends what you're cooking. But at the end, that food, when it's going to be delivered to you, it's not going to be the food where they say, the food is nice because of the potato. The food is going to be nice because of everything in the pot. Aren't we allow God to work like that in our life? It's nice because of the different things that are coming on the side. I want you to smell this in your mind and say, Lord, today, as I leave this place, I want to take all these different things and put it in one pot so I can have a moment of rejoicing for the one meal. You're not going to rejoice because of the potatoes and other things, 
but you're going to rejoice because of the one meal that you're eating and you say it's so nice. I actually, I want to just show you this kind of pictures. And I want to, before I want to go through to the scripture, it's, it's been amazing to see God shifting the gears in my life. Joe Morris has a broke down gearbox now. It's not functioning. If we as a church not shifting the gears, we're not going to go anywhere. It's time for us, Sarepta Church, to shift the gears. I've been in a moment where I'm not in a comfort zone and I'm not going to sit in the first gear forever, but I will shift the gears for me to be out of the comfort zone. I'm not the mechanic, but I'll tell you one thing. If you're going to drive with the first gear until maybe to Potter's Hill, you're not going to make it. If you're going to skip the gears, there's something going to go wrong into your gearbox. Church, can we shift the gears? Can anyone say, I'm here to shift the gears? Just stand up and shift the gears. Just want to stand up, shift the gears, one. Stand up, shift the gears. You've been sitting so much. No, no, not yet, ma'am. But I'll tell you by the end of it in terms of that. So let's stand up, shift the gears while I'm reading the scripture. First, I'm like Jonathan. Jonathan, he did the skip. Let's put first gear. Can anyone put first gear? Philippians 4. Verse 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. What is your matter? You don't want to rejoice in the Lord. What's wrong with you? I like the King James because it says rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. We are sitting here and we are comfortable. We don't want to shift gears because we don't want to rejoice in the Lord. Let your gentleness be known to all men. And actually I want to add women as well. Shift the gear please. Can you shift the gear? First gear. First gear. The Lord is at hand. Second gear. Can you please put second gear? Be not anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Third gear, please. Guys, can you please stop not praying to God when you are worried about something? Go to God because he's your father. He knows what's wrong. What are you dealing with? Go to him and tell him that 
life that's not looking okay. He's the one who should help you to shift the gears. And the peace of the Lord shift the gears. What gear we are now? I think we are in what gear we are? Three. I don't know. I don't know. Can you sit down, please? I can see you tired. <laughs> I don't know what gear we are, but four. The peace of God is surrounded on understanding with all your heart and minds through Christ. I don't know how many times we don't have a peace of God when things are not coming right in our life. Every time and when I go to Stockville, sometimes I don't have the peace of God because of the things that is happening there. This week, I'm doing a ministry which is called VUCA. As I go down, the peace of God decided to say, you know, you, Zolana, this thing is very difficult. Why are you doing it? Because people are not changing their people, they are still doing the same things, still drinking. But the peace of God, if it wasn't in me, I was not going to go there. But because of the peace of God, I'd be able to go down and still will. I get there, there's a good privilege of putting the tables and the things that you guys give it to us, the sweets and the cakes. As we're doing the verse which it says, it's, I've actually put it in the Zulu context, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have entirely love. So we're just doing that verse. And the police come with the van. We sit in the middle of Norway, like it's, if you know, in the squatter camp. It, I just found a place and where I can minister to these children. And the, and the, bike, or the, the police van just arrived, coming with the full speed. And the, these guys, they pull out and they were chasing someone in Stockville. And I saw in these eyes of these little children, there was no peace of God in them. They were worried. And I look at them, I said, why are you worried? And they said, the police, they're going to shoot us. I said, what makes you think that the police, they will shoot you? And they said, We've seen a lot of police coming here and chasing the thieves because it's usual of the gangster. But I knew there was something more, these kids, that they are scared of the police. It's not because of just they carrying guns and carrying everything. So I sat down with this little child and said, why, why are you not scared? The police are there to protect you, not to actually shoot you. Could you please tell me a little bit more? 
And I'm glad that I had an opportunity to study counseling at Focusing the Family. And I had the peace of God to sit down and listen to the story of this child. And this child says to me, Uncle Zolane, at home, my uncle, they, they, they're beating each other. There's an, like we're living in an abusive place. So every time there's always a police coming in. And my uncle rapes me. And it's, it's so sad to hear those stories. And you don't want to have a peace of God when it's like that. I have a little daughter and it makes me cry all the time when I hear those stories. The first thing you react with fighting, but if you have a peace of God, you're going to react with a loving kindness. And I said to her, for my protection, because I still want to work with that community. I said, can we call the police and tell them about this? I, I called the police, and the police, they were very wise in terms of how to take this situation. And they said they will call the counselor who, who does a social worker to come. I must give him the place and show him where the, this child lives and go there to solve the situation. We're living in the fallen world, church. There's a lot of things that make us not to have the peace of God. We need to look ourselves and say, God, I need a peace from you. I'm worried. The whole day, I was worried. It's even hard sometimes to go to my family and tell them those stories. And I remember they say, when Mother Teresa says, where do you get the success? She said, it's a peace from your family. And I want us to pray for our families. Because when we go out from this church, we needed to have a family which got the peace. There's no anxieties in our family. If we don't want to have anxiety in our family, we're going to have a solid church. And I look around. I see what is going on in South Africa. There's no peace. In Cape Town, there's gangsters fighting because there's no peace of God. And I still stand here and I cry out to God, Lord, help me to live the scriptures. Help me to get out because you have loved me so much and send your son to die for me. It's time to shift the gears. The church out there need us. They need us to love them when they have lost. They need us 
to be there for them when they have been abused. They need us there to tell them that they mustn't worry because God is always there for them. I love this because there's a sacrifice among this story where it's amazing. What about us? We could not, if I could ask to sacrifice my son, mostly to go out, it would make me shift a cut of gears. Maybe I'll skip some gears to go to another level. For God so loved the world that he sent his only beloved one. Why you not realize that you have been loved? Let's go out there and save those people who actually don't know how to save themselves. And I've been reading the scripture say, Isaiah 6, Lord send me. Lord send me. Because I want to go and reach into people's lives. It's not because I'm called as the pastors, but every one year we are called to go and minister the word of the Lord. We are here to shift each other's gears. So we're not going to have a burning clash. I don't know about you, but for me it's been a hectic year. It's been a rough year. It's been not an easy year. I want to say it to the church, I'm standing here because of him. I'm not standing because of my own understanding, but it's not been an easy year. Guess what? If we all not going to have an easy year, but in God it's easy. In Him it's easy. There's things that happen in our life it does not make sense. I've been saying I want to shift the gears because I don't want to keep having those thoughts. I've been going through the stories where I'm thinking, how come I had to have a sick baby? From a sick baby, I had to lost everything. But to him, it makes sense. You might be sitting down here, you are, healed of, you are sick of something, and then you're asking yourself a question, why is this happening to me? You needed to shift gears and think that God, he's above, he's almighty, he knows every situation, what's going on in your life right now. Don't be comfortable. Shift gears where you are sitting now. I've asked so many questions and I never have answer. We're actually going down, we're downgrading. I'm not saying because of maybe expecting someone to get me a house. <laughs> but I've been having anxiety in terms of moving houses. I always wonder why white people move houses six times. Did not make no sense to me. But I'm moving houses from White Bank to Ambo, where I grew up, to one room, one bedroom, from pre bedroom. And guess what? My kids they decided to get a dog as well. But if I don't have a piece of God, 
I will find it difficult to move at Embo. But can't what? God is the provider. God is the one have a plan and a purpose for our life and for my life, the way I'm shifting the gears, moving back to Embo. And I know when I'm at Embo, I'm not going to be sitting comfortable for my own, but I'll be shifting the gears to others who does not know Christ. God never takes you to the place where it does not have a purpose for your life. You don't go through cancer because you think you are the only bad person. That's not how it is. God knows why you're going through cancer because there will be the testimony over your life. There's things that we go through and whenever we're on fire and God is molding us. Whenever situation does not look comfortable to us, God is in work. Amen, so we preach it. I always look and I said, we are comfortable most of the time, church. We are comfortable because we're thinking the situation that is happening in us, it will be forever. No, it's just temporary. It will come and go. Amanda said, I must not put reverse, but you need reverse to go forward. If you don't have reverse, that means you're going to be stuck there. Church, can we put reverse and go backward and cry to him? And say, Lord, we need you. We need you to be able, if we don't change this thing within us, that we don't have a peace And we're going to have a chaos world. Alan always says to me, when I walk, why are you always so happy? Because I want to rejoice in him, as the scripture says. I want to give thanks to him, because he's a mighty God. I want to praise him, not because what I want, but I want to praise him for what he has done for me. I don't know, but I want to challenge you today. Maybe you've been going with the first gear forever and things that don't look okay. It's just the picture for me, for you, to start shifting the gears. Shift the gears. I just want to show you this picture. I'm going to land with this. The only time I found peace is when I go to my family. And that's what makes me realize that God has got a plan for my life. We're all the family, but whenever I go there and start to speak to them, it makes me stand here. Because we needed to pray for families, church. The enemy is attacking the families. I just put this picture and go next, please. I just want to give thanks to 
Those people who did nutters and nut, nut, nutters and nitters, something like that. Nutters and nitters. This is Zoe, by the way. Her name is Zoe as well. When I put it, when I give her that blanket and that hat, you saw so much peace with the child today. That child, the reason I put that picture, actually I asked her permission, she said fine. The reason, can we go back to those little children? Let's not worry about anything. She rejoiced so much just giving her that blanket. And she appreciated to get that. We needed to pray for that child to be the woman of God. Let's go back to the children part. Don't act like a child, but look what they live in. They have peace and they rejoice. Go next. It's time to, sh- to change the gears. It's time to change the gears. Go next, please. This is Granny. I never worked so much hard in my life. With, when there was a flood, she lost everything on her house. But she had a house because whatever we ask in prayer, we shall receive. She was praying all the time. And I was amazed that Joe Morris could be able to get some fund so we can build something for her. Learning what, church? I'm learning that we needed to trust the Lord all the time. It's not from, his money is not from a man, but it comes from him. He is the source that provides us. Go next. And this is what she was building. She's 74 years. I'm amazed that she does that by herself. And she's still strong. The one thing that I said, Coco, where do you get that strong? He said, I get the power from God. Go next. This is the house completely. We still complete. We need help. I'm not the builder, but I'm trusting the Lord for another thing. Go next. This is, this, this is an old child. Every time when I come to Stockville, she just gives me love. She just loved me so much. And I'm learning something from these children. Let's love one another. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Next. And I just put this, it's a Monday motivation. Because of us meeting in this place, I had so much anxieties and worries sometimes in terms of how this ministry is going and I forget it's not my ministry, it's God's ministry. I'm telling you today, your business is not yours, it's God. The work that you're working on, it's not yours, it's God. We have given you that work so you can be able and an understanding of how to able to serve him. You're not owning a business because how great you are. You're owning a business because God has trusted you to work according to his purpose and his wonders. 
You are retired. You are not retired because of his own understanding. You are retired because God needs you to serve his purpose and his mandate. I just want to live there. If I, I have a very big strength to do this, I'll just switch off my microphone like Jonathan and leave. But it's hard to do that for me. I don't have that strong thing. But I want us, if you don't, sitting here, you still have an anxiety and the stress of life, let's pray for you as a church. If you feel things are hard, you don't know how to go to another gear, you don't know want to shift the gears because you're worried that you are comfortable with this gear. If you go to another gear, it might go quick a little bit fast. Time is too short. Jesus is coming back. I just want us to stand up. and If you want to pray for you not to be worried, and I want us, the worship team, to close with the song, say, Thank you, Jesus. I just want to say thank you, Lord. But if you want to pray for you, come to the front. We'll pray for you not to be worried and trust in him because he's good God.